Hello, my dear friends. I hope that you are doing well. It has been a very long time since we have been together here on the podcast. We're actually going to talk about why. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the decision I made to pause podcasting and the decision I have made recently to turn it back on and why I did that. Uh, This is going to be a mini masterclass on a decision-making framework which has been very valuable to me in my life, and I want to share it with you. Those of you who are noticing that the pandemic is, so if you're a business owner, that the pandemic is increasing both the volume of decisions that you have to make and the complexity of the decisions that you have to make, this episode will help you. For those of you who are trying to balance multiple things, say for example, you're trying to balance a job You're trying to get your side hustle going and you also have a creative endeavor going. This will help you to know what to put first, what to emphasize first, what to do second. This episode is all about making the right decision at the right time, knowing what to do next and prioritizing all of the choices that you have to make and all the things that you can and should be doing to get to where you want to go. Now, in order for us to uh, talk about a framework that works, we need to uh, have a quick lesson on motivational theory. In other words, how human beings self-motivate, how human beings operate uh, so that we can establish ground rules for making decisions, okay? So Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You've probably heard it many times. Does it have its flaws? Absolutely. But as a general rule for how the human mind works, self-regulates, self-motivates, it's a simple enough tool that we can use it uh, fairly regularly and it will provide for us a a high likelihood of success when we apply it to our decisions. So specifically, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is simply a, uh, I mean, how he found it is he used biographical assessment, which isn't necessarily the most accurate, but essentially... He deconstructed the set of needs that a human being must fulfill in the order that they must be fulfilled in so that that human being can reach uh, what he called self-actualization or self-fulfillment. Now let's break this down. Most of the advertising, most of the political most of the social media messaging that you receive on a daily basis is pointed towards self-actualization. Now, what does that mean? Okay. What the heck is this? What are we doing? Are we having a philosophy lesson here? Or what? <laughs> what? When, when somebody is trying to sell you a pill, for example, they use the picture of the young lady probably in a swimsuit, uh, having the time of her life running in a beach, and then she has her summer dress on, and she's running through the field of whatever, and they're showing you happiness, okay? But the pill doesn't solve happiness. It solves a very physiological need. It solves a 
a biochemical reaction. It, 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 it's something that is at the physical level. And yet what they're selling you is happiness. Politically, uh, when somebody tells you that things ought to be this way, what they are sell- they're selling you, what they're uh, asking you to buy into is the self-actualization of an ideal. They're selling you the best case scenario. They'll, they're selling you another version of happiness, that this is the thing that will solve for your happiness. Marketing messages, it's the same thing. Everybody is trying to sell you self-actualization, fulfillment, your highest level of, of being happy. All the webinars are buy this program and you will be happy. You will achieve your highest level of etc. etc. Now, inherently, the idea of showing people how to become happy, there isn't anything inherently wrong with that idea. What causes problems, however, is that these commercials, these political arguments, these uh, uh, webinars and things, what they fail to tell you, okay, what they fail to reveal is that there are a whole host of steps between where you are at now to actually being happy, and it's not as easy as taking a pill. The pill will solve the physiological issue that's going on, but you won't necessarily be happy. The course on the webinar might help you to develop a skill, but you can be quite miserable with a skill. The political idea might improve some aspect of something, but there's still all of these other problems and etc. and etc. So what Maslow's hierarchy of need does is it says, okay, yes, self-actualization is great and it's something that we should aim for and we should go for it and it is achievable and many people have achieved it. They've lived their full purpose and et cetera and et cetera. But there are a host of things that must be taken care of first before you can ever possibly hope to be happy. Now, why are we talking about this in the while we're talking about choices and making decisions. It's because if you believe that everything is one step away from self-actualization, meaning from where you are, you just have to make one more right decision, or from where you are, you just need one more thing, and then you'll be happy. Then you'll be self-actualized. Then you'll be what you will be doing is essentially what a young child does when they look at a map, okay? So the young child, you pull out the map, you say, we are here in Portland, and we're going to go down to LA to go to Disneyland. And the young child says, oh, wonderful. I see it on the map. It's only three inches away. We can take a straight line, Portland to L.A. will be there before I even know it. But you as the adult know that that's not true. If you're taking a plane, there's a whole host of things you have to do. You're going to have to wake the kids up. You're going to have to pack. You're going to have to get them in the car. You take the car to the, maybe you got to get a shuttle to take the shuttle to the airport. Then you got to do this. Then you got to get on the plane. Then you wait on the plane. The plane goes over. And then there's this whole problem. Then when you land the plane, then you got to... So as the adult, you know it's not that simple. 
the child sees it and they think it's that simple. And the child is the one who feels disappointed when it isn't that simple. When you are making decisions, it is similar to becoming the adult for your own outcomes. Okay? Now, what I want to do now is describe to you, like if you were, let's say, to take a plane trip or, uh, or drive or whatever, and you were going from Portland to L.A., there's all those additional steps that must happen first before you can get to Disneyland. That is what Maslow's hierarchy of needs has already described for us so that we can be the adult in the decision-making process and we can know what to do next by finding out where we are. So before we hit self-actualization, Maslow's hierarchy of need tells us there are four other sets of needs that must be uh, essentially uh, taken care of before we can reach happiness. And there's a specific order that these needs go in. Okay, so I'll tell you what the needs are, and then we'll run you through some examples, and then we'll talk about the framework. So the four needs are, the first need that must be taken care of before you can progress to any of the other things. So the first thing we got to do, we're saying we're going to, we first we got to pack our bags, right? Before we take this trip to Disneyland. For us as decision makers, the first thing we have to decide The first thing that must be taken care of, the first need that must be satiated is physiological. So, for example, that is making sure we have enough to eat, making sure that we are sleeping, making sure that we are, uh, if we are ill, that we are able to manage that illness if we are uh, uh, to prevent future illness or injury, etc. Now, I hope that you are thinking about this in terms of decision-making for yourself. Because what a lot of people do, especially business owners, is they look externally for the thing that will make them happy. So let's say you're trying to decide between three different ways to make income. You're deciding between your job, you're deciding between a creative endeavor, and you're deciding between, let's say, a freelancing business. Okay? How do you know which one of those to pursue first? Well, the first decision that you make isn't which of those do I start first. It's first to check in and make sure that physiologically those needs are being taken care of. It also means that you need to look at those three things and ask yourself, are my physiological needs threatened or made better by pursuing one of those three things? Let me give you another example. If you have a business and you're distracted and pulled in all these different ways because 
There's so many bright, shiny objects to pursue in your business. And this is common with business owners. I'm going to tell it to you and you're probably going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. A lot of business owners get so distracted with running the business and doing all these fun side things that pretty soon the business isn't making any more money. Physiologically speaking, if the business is a living thing, not making money is the same thing as not having any food. It's the, the Money is the life force that keeps a business alive. So physiologically speaking, if you're thinking about, should I join this mastermind? Should I try this thing? Should I do that thing? Should I go on a vacation? Should I? Well, first you need to take care of the physiological need of your business. And you need to focus on that part of your business until it is consistently being met. Meaning that need is consistently being met. For 90% of the people who run businesses, they're worried about self-actualization. They're worried about this like pie in the sky thing of, you know, whatever their big dreams are. And they've completely ignored sales. They've completely ignored bringing in cash. They've completely ignored being able to deliver on the promises that they have made to people. So this, hopefully, this is starting to turn some light bulbs on for you. And that you're like, oh, okay, I'm starting to see now that there actually is an order by which a good decision can be made, especially for businesses, right? Do you need to rebrand your logo if you aren't even making sales, Do you need to worry about taking, like, how are you going to take Friday off every week if your business isn't even making sales? Well, no, you first need to take care of that base physiological need. Now, if you don't have a business yet and you're sort of starting one and you're getting it going on on the side, you have to think about if I go this way, will it threaten the physiological needs of mine that are currently being taken care of by this job. And you can use that to frame your decision making. But there's even a third way to consider this, knowing that your physiological needs are the base core, most important there, the first thing that must be taken care of in order for you to progress to the next step and eventually reach happiness. If you are currently whether business owner or not, in a position in your life where your physiological needs are not being met, then it is no wonder that everything else is incredibly difficult. And specifically, I'm talking about two things. Well, really three, I guess you could I guess. One, are you being, are you hydrated? Okay. I can't tell you how many people would just feel so much better if they just drank more water, okay? Put away the sugary drinks, drink more water. Two, are you putting fuel in your body or are you putting garbage in your body? Again, people would, they would see tremendous benefits and energy and motivation and all the things that they're trying to find tricks for if they just took care of the physiological aspect 
the thing that will actually solve the problem before trying to, again, go for self-actualization in one big step. And the third is sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Really good book by Matt Walker. I highly recommend Why We Sleep. If you read that book, um, he also has some really good interviews on YouTube. You read that book, watch his interviews, learn more about the power of sleep, and you will see why probably the things you were pursuing that you thought would make you happy uh, aren't really the things that will make you happy. And that, in fact, it could be as simple as fixing your sleep. Getting the professional help to have better sleep. Now, I'm not coming to you as some person who's always slept well. <laughs> I, uh, the way I was raised, um, we can skip that part for now, but there was just stuff that happened when I was a kid where sleeping became very, very difficult. And then I became a firefighter, and then I became a chef, which was just really all weird, odd hours, long shifts. And I worked night shifts for a company, and da 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 da, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sleep has been something I've struggled with, uh, always. And so I am coming to you as a fellow person who can tell you that there is a big difference between sleeping and not sleeping. Like a huge difference. Okay, so physiological needs first. So whatever you're looking at, whatever decision you have to make, first you have to address the physiological need. Does it improve or does it threaten my physiological needs? Because I am a human being, those needs are real. If those needs aren't being met, no matter what I do, I will either fail or I will succeed and be unbelievably unhappy. Maybe even made worse than I am now. Okay, physiological needs. Next is safety needs. So this is, for example, the uh, I think the, the easiest way for us to think about it in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the safety needs is financial. We don't have to talk about many of the other feelings of safety um, because they're very complex. But also, we're all here talking about business, and so let's talk about the thing that would make many of us feel safe. And I would imagine many of my listeners here don't feel financially safe, especially not now during the coronavirus and the pandemic. So for those of you who have felt a shift in your own internal happiness and anxiety and etc., it's probably because your sense of financial security has been threatened. So again, we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of need. Is this need of mine being made better or is it being threatened by whatever decision I'm making or by whatever's going on around me? So now let's think about this in terms of a decision. Let's say that you have a job, and let's say that you have an artistic thing that you want to pursue, and let's say that you have uh, a side business that you'd like to pursue as well. And you say, what should I do? Well, first, don't 
jeopardize or threaten your financial safety. That's step number one. Being in this business of coaching and helping people to grow and start their own businesses has been very interesting for me because a lot of people will make purchases that they uh, that that threatens their they'll make purchases and decisions that threaten their financial stability in other words their ability to feel safe financially and then they will freak out well it's no wonder it's it's not a surprise there's nothing new or shocking or unique about that that's how human beings work now the adult remember back to our um example of uh of, of taking a plane trip to disneyland the child stays up all night the night before forgets their snacks at home is on the plane hits a little bit of turbulence and starts screaming and crying and just doesn't feel good and and feels horrible and can't make any decision whatsoever and you know and it's a mess the adult in that situation says well of course the child feels horrible they didn't sleep they didn't bring their snacks there's some turbulence they may not feel very safe right now and that's the difference Understanding Maslow's hierarchy of need can make you an adult for yourself so that you can self-regulate because the child is not really helping anyone when they're in that state, when they're freaking out. They're certainly not helping themselves. So when you're looking at what should I do, what should I focus on? Well, focus on the thing that makes you financially secure. Again, we go back to the business owner. Yeah, maybe there's 10 things you want to do right now other than getting on the phone and closing sales. But if your financial security is threatened, those uh, pursuing those other things will not give you the benefit that you are hoping they will give you. So, for example, a lot of people ask me, okay, I've got this business going. How do I find time to be creative? Meaning, how do I pursue a side project? And my answer is, step one, you work on the thing that's paying your bills until a point where ignoring it would not threaten it. In other words... Building your business, creating systems, getting a virtual assistant, getting yourself there financially, referrals, whatever you got to do to build your business to a point where ignoring it, because that's what you will do by pursuing a side project, so ignoring it for however many hours a week will not threaten your financial stability. Because the second that your financial stability is threatened, what do you think is going to happen? That creative endeavor, it's going to feel miserable, not fun. It will make you angry. It will make you confused. 
It will feel the thing that you wanted to pursue for fun and you loved will turn into something horrible because now it's a distraction. Now it's actually contributing to threatening your safety needs. So what should you do? You should focus on the thing that's currently taking care of you financially, strengthening it so that it never feels like you're being threatened by it, and then you can pursue the other stuff. Now, I'm not talking about work on it for years. In most cases, it's just a few simple tweaks. It might take a couple weeks, a couple months. But being able to Make the right decision to protect your need for safety, in our case, financial security, is the adult thing to do and is what will actually allow you to then pursue those other things. So let's say you have a job, you're thinking about starting a freelancing thing and you're thinking about doing something like writing fiction. What should you do? Well, it depends. And depends specifically on this. You can't inherit more financial risk without feeling it all kind of come apart, right? In other words, don't try to do fiction and a freelancing business while ignoring your job. The job is what's paying you right now. Now, if you're feeling like I might get fired from my job very soon because the pandemic or I'm, you know, maybe I was a commissioned salesperson and, and nobody's, you know, maybe I'm in real estate, commission sales is no good. Well, then go for the thing that you are going to do to replace what is now the threatened financial security. And focus on just that. And you might say, well, Mike, does that mean I should do a freelancing business? Well, it depends. What can you afford in terms of the threat levels to your finances? Let me give you an example. Let's say that you do have a job. It's being threatened. So you're feeling unsafe, which is motivating you to start something new. You could start a freelancing business or a side business, or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, And here's some things we know about freelancing. You can get clients relatively quickly. They typically pay up front, or at least half up front, which means the day you close the deal, you can make money. You can set a rate in which you get paid for whatever it is you're doing. In other words, it's not speculative in nature. You say, look, I charge $150 an hour. You know when you get work, that's exactly how much you're going to get paid. So on paper, that seems financially a little bit more secure than this, for example. Fiction. All right, what happens with fiction? Fiction, you could write 50,000 words, which will likely take you more than a month. If you have something else that's in the way, that one book is certainly not going to sell a ton of copies. And even if it did, one, you can't predict how much it will make you back because it's different. It just depends on how it lands in the market. So you can't predict exactly how much you're earning for that particular thing. 
And number two is you don't get paid until 60 days after it sells. So the sales I make today, I won't get paid for 60 days from now. And so in this decision-making process, what are we doing? We are breaking down objectively the mechanics of the thing we're trying to make a decision about. And then we are relating it to Maslow's hierarchy of need and checking to make sure that we're not just making rash decisions. So in this case, if your job was being threatened, so that's that need to take care of your financial security, my recommendation would be to start a freelancing business or get another job, right? If that's, if that's an option and you prefer to do that. Because Maslow's hierarchy of need, if you're pursuing fiction because you just think it would make you so happy, under these circumstances, guess what? It will not. Because the lower set of need, and in our case, the safety need of financial security, is there's a very high risk that it's not going to work out in the way you think it's going to work out. Now, does that mean that fiction is always the wrong answer? Of course not. If your job is already satisfying your need for financial stability. Now, you may not be as rich as you want to be, but your bills get paid every month. Then the things I said earlier about it takes 60 days to get paid, you could write a book and you're not going to get paid the same, it's going to take a couple of books, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Those don't matter. Because, why? Because those aren't relevant to that need. That need has already been satisfied by the fact that your job has kept you financially safe. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about financial freedom, okay? Financial freedom is a self-actualization. It's higher up on Maslow's hierarchy of need. Having all your bills paid, knowing you're going to be able to pay rent, pay your mortgage, put food in your belly, put food in the belly of the people that you love, that changes... The it really it changes your ability to make decisions. So we go back to the business owner. What decisions should you make in your business right now? It depends on what your financial safety needs are and whether or not they're being threatened or they're being met. That's the deciding factor. Okay, that is where you can steer your ability to make decisions and then you can analyze whatever it is you're trying to decide about as to whether or not that's the next right move. So you think, gosh, should I join this $50,000 a year mastermind where we're going to talk about how to like achieve our blah, 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 or you know how to be a better leader or how to do the da, 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 da. It depends. Are you making enough from your business right now? And if the answer is no, well, then that's probably where you should start before you get too worried about self-actualization. 
And it's not, I'm not coming at this of like, you must be a pragmatist. What I'm saying is that self-actualization is impossible when your financial safety is threatened. And, and you don't even have to take my word for it. Just look at your own life. Right? How many times have you been like, I feel super fulfilled when the bill collector is calling you 10 times a day? I mean, unless you're just completely detached from reality, in which case anything can be self-actualizing, right? Um, and that's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, but again, it's, you know, not everybody. Uh, this stuff isn't for everybody. Let me just put it that way. Okay, next we have love and belonging and esteem. Now this, honestly, this is for me where you start to get into, do I enjoy what I'm doing and do I like who I'm doing it with? Okay, because we're, we're using Maslow's hierarchy of needs in, in a business sense. Okay, so do I love my, the people that I'm working with? Do I enjoy these customers and clients? Should I change who these customer and clients are? Do I like what I'm doing right now? Do I like how it makes me feel? Do I like how I am operating in this business? Do I want to work less? Do I want to focus on something else in my business? Okay. These are the decisions that you make at this point. Okay. But you'll notice that to get here... We first had to start with physiological, then safety. Now we can worry about all that other stuff. A lot of people get it backwards. They say, this business must do X, Y, Z, and I'm just going to go, I'm going to go straight there. And then they're freaking out because they're not making the money they thought they were going to make. Um, you know, uh, I won't name any names or anything, but for example, um, I'm working with someone, a couple someones, where the desire to run their business a certain way is causing them an incredible amount of stress because financially, the business isn't where they want it to be, even though I have made for them the mechanism that will solve the financial need if they would just let go a little bit on this higher need to solve the financial need then we could revisit the higher need. Okay, I'll make up an example now that's not has anything to do with anybody specific. Let's say that I build for you a machine which brings in uh, phone calls every single day of people who want to buy your stuff. But you only want to work one day a week. Okay? That's your goal. It's a beautiful goal. It's a wonderful goal. I love it. That's a great goal. And you have made that decision. 
But the problem is that you skipped over financial security. Meaning, you just went straight to, I'm working one day a week and I don't care what anyone says. And so there's this mechanism in your business, which is, there's a a mechanism in your business which is able to solve the financial insecurity that you feel, but because you're stuck so much on this desire to work only one day a week, you continue to unnecessarily suffer the feelings of having one of your lower level needs unmet. And herein lies one of the major problems of having one of your lower level needs unmet. Those are significantly more powerfully felt than having one of your higher level needs unmet. Okay? Significantly worse to have a meaning in scope of consequence, but also just what it feels like. So, for example, um, many people can tolerate working at a job they hate because the job pays the bills, right? Very few people are able to tolerate starving for very long because they don't have a job that pays the bills and, you know, things like that. So uh, let me give you another example. Okay, so this is a common example that I use because it, um, well, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to me, the human, the, the way the human mind works in the first world. Uh, so many of you know, I lived overseas in, in several places for several years in third world countries. And so my take on the first world is just, um, I don't know, some of it is very confusing to me. Let me give you an example. Cold email will fix most, let's say, six-figure business problems, financially speaking, right? So if you make about ten to twenty thousand dollars a month in your business, whatever is it, whatever it is that you sell, if you were to have a financially risky or maybe your financial situation was being threatened, clients left or something. You could solve that problem very quickly by sending some cold emails uh, selling a high-value service to strangers, like, very, like within a week or two. The problem is, the problem is this. The problem is that individuals are often so focused on higher-level needs that they will sacrifice lower-level needs and then wonder why they feel miserable. So, for example, in the cold email, they'll say, ugh, I don't like how it makes me feel to send a cold email. Or, ugh, I don't like cold emailing on general principle. Or, ugh, I don't want to be embarrassed by someone rejecting me. Or, ugh, I, don't, I can't focus on sending 30 cold emails right now because it's boring. Right? And yet, financially, lower level hierarchy of needs, their financial sense of security is threatened. This is the importance 
of being able to objectively identify within yourself where you are actually at in the hierarchy of needs. And you can take it a step further and ask yourself, in the hierarchy of needs, where is my business at? And this is why I stopped podcasting. I love podcasting. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love making this stuff for you guys. I love making videos. I love doing all that. It's why I got into this business. I love teaching. I love sharing. It's wonderful. However, my business had a very serious problem. It wasn't our financial uh, security or stability that was the problem at the time. It was an oper- It was the safety of our operations, meaning um, operationally speaking, we had a situation with team that I had to step back from the higher level need, which for me was fulfillment within the No Pants Project. In other words, I was focusing because our lower level needs, our physiological, meaning our sales were strong, our safety nets were there, we had plenty of money in the bank, there was lots of great things going on, it was amazing, and then we tried this new thing and we brought a bunch more team on, which increased our costs and also increased our complexity. And so I had to step back from the higher level of, you know, self-actualization within the business so that I could focus on fixing the lower level needs. Now, the lower level needs are fixed and being fixed and on their way to getting fixed to where we're no longer in the state of threat operationally. So now... Back to podcasting. We're even going to do YouTube videos now. But that's an example of this decision-making process uh, at play. Now, you guys have to know, I hate operations. (laughs) I sincerely despise management. Um, I don't like... I don't like creating SOPs and systems. I don't like having to like find out that someone we hired isn't actually qualified and that maybe they were lying and like I don't like any of that. All of that stuff and like having to babysit people who shouldn't have been on the team in the first none I don't like any of that. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But what's worse is pretending that everything's fine, focusing on the self-actualization piece, because that's where we all want to get to, turning a blind eye to a threat at a lower level need, at a at, you know, more foundational need in the business, and then waking up six months later in the business being completely destroyed. That is significantly worse. And I have to, on this podcast, give a a shout out to the Clockwork team um, and Emily and Adrian over there at the Clockwork team. They were the ones who pulled me out of that funk. (laughs) They were the ones 
along with our director of operations here, um, Kaylee, who were like, no, we need to solve this now. And that's, you know, that's a little side note. Uh, when you are making decisions, it's great to have people to help help you to see objectively where you are actually at in the hierarchy. Uh, that can be very helpful as well. So that's it, my friends. I, w- I would say this episode might be a little bit cerebral. Just I'm not saying like I'm I'm not meaning that of like it sounded smart. What I mean is. This might seem super um, theory-based, meaning, yeah, but what's the actual step-by-step, Mike? Well, well, this is the step-by-step. Step one, figure out where you or your business are at on the hierarchy of needs. Be objective. Get outside opinion if you can. Be objective about where you actually are at. And then ask for whatever you're trying to decide, is this threatening any of my needs or is it helping me to solve the needs? Is it is it making things better? Uh, the work that we've done in the No Pants Project has made my operational needs, um, I mean, the team we have now is incredible. Incredible. Once we made some adjustments, once we sorted the systems, once we pushed through some pretty rough times. Um, the, the team now is, is, is 10xing the results uh, that we ever were getting before. I mean, it's, a, it's incredible what will happen. Now, for me in my mind, that need is no longer threatened. So we can move to the next thing, which is getting the podcast going again and getting YouTube going again and etc. Raising our price and doing new cold stuff and being like cold audiences and all the all the next stuff that we've kind of thought that would be nice to do, but first we need to deal with this. So hopefully this has been helpful. I know many of you right now during the pandemic are probably facing some similar situation where there's something that you know is uh, probably threatening one of your lower level needs uh, or more foundational needs, so physiological safety. Um, And you may have been procrastinating. uh, You may have been procrastinating dealing with those issues because they're uncomfortable issues to deal with. And instead, you've been focusing on higher level needs because those are more fun but I can tell you they will stop being fun very quickly the longer you wait to address those more base level needs. So for those of you, okay, I'll give some exact examples. For those of you who are kind of like, well, I want to do my creative stuff, but my business isn't doing as well as I thought it should, I would say fix your business. For those of you who are in a job and the job is fine, and you want to do creative or you don't know what to do, da, 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 go, go creative. If, if, you, if, if it's fine, if it's financially fine and it's not being threatened, then great. Move on to the next level. Go to your next thing. If it is being threatened, well, address that. And address it with the option that 
makes the most sense for specifically addressing that need, right? Because if you say, yeah, but what I really want to do is write fiction with my life. Okay, um, that's amazing. That's great self-actualization. But it's going to be very difficult to do if in two months you're fired from your job and there's like you won't be working on fiction in two months. Spend those two months getting a business which allows you to work on fiction. That's what I would recommend. Um, that's what I would. That's what I would do. Okay. Anyways, that's it, my friends. This has been the first podcast back in a while. Hopefully, it wasn't too mumble jumble. We'll get back into the groove of things. I'll get better at podcasting again. <laughs> I feel a little bit rusty. For those of you though who want help and want that sort of objective, um, you know that 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 you want that outside look. Or more specifically, for those of you who are looking for that map, um, meaning do this first, get this solid, then do this next, get that solid, then do this next and get that solid. If you're looking for a a plan like that for yourself, for your business, um, there's a link in the description somewhere here in the podcast that takes you to a training where... I show you how I basically followed the same framework, decision-making framework, uh, to take what was a $100,000 a year freelancing business and turn it into a $100,000 per month scaled income business, which we're now, I mean, we've blown past $100,000 a month quite some time ago, but I'll show you how I did that in about two and a half months, okay? The process, the steps that you need to go through in order to get there, again, um, There's a link somewhere, depending on where you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Click that link. You can watch the video. Um, And then if you'd like our help as a team, just book a call. We'll have a quick chat. We'll we'll help you to analyze where you are in this process. And uh, and we'll have a call. And uh, we'll see if we can help you with some other stuff. we got done-for-you options, coaching options, all sorts of different options. All right? So that's it. Hopefully this has been helpful, and I'll talk to you later.